Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's very rare that we sh start the show with a guest, and even more rare that we have that guest in studio. This is awesome. But for <laughs> big-time people, we make exceptions. And Indeed. Anthony Becht, the head coach of your St. Louis XFL team, is joining us here in studio. He has landed in St. Louis, getting ready to get things going for the XFL team. Good morning, Anthony. Coach, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. It's great to see you, Michelle. And my guy here, Carrie. <laughs> I, I didn't know Carrie was going to be here until I was driving over here, and I got excited. One of my former teammates, man, it's good to come back. I know he's the man in St. Louis, but uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Obviously, I wish it was a little sunnier out, but uh, it's good to be in town. It's good to see some folks, some of the fans, and uh, uh, we're doing some legwork, so we're bouncing around a little bit. Coach, how, how I asked you off air, but it, just tell us, you know, so everyone can hear, how excited are you to to be here, to be in this position, and, and just, just what are your thoughts, or what were your thoughts when you got that phone call? You know, <clears throat> this is something that, you know, the word perseverance persistence is kind of what this job was all about for me I was in the AAF um, and I was under Mike Martz obviously uh, Mike was a, a big proponent of me you know taking these next steps and really saying you know listen I know you're doing great in the media I know you're doing a lot of stuff there but you know you're a coach you need right. to get inv involved in ball a little bit and he really took me under his wing in the AAF and then you know I was coaching the NFLPA collegiate all-star games for 10 years I was you know helping you know get guys prepared for the draft with tight ends and did a little high school coaching, took some time away from ESPN when I was working with them and uh, helped coach my son and his team in Tampa. So when uh, Dwayne and Danny Garcia and Redbird Capital in August, I believe, of 2020 uh, took over the, uh, the XFL with the bankruptcy situation, uh, I was like, that day, I got to be a head coach for this league. Wow. And, awesome. uh, you know, I don't have a relationship with The Rock. I don't have a relationship with Danny. <laughs> uh, the names started popping up of who potentially would, you know, be kind of overseeing things, running things. And Russ Brandon found common relationships. You know how this works in, yeah. the, in, the, in this business, you know have a sep degrees of separation with certain people and uh, I was able to get in front of the right people right. and I, you know I had a vision I mean this is not the NFL this is the XFL this is something that's completely different this is is a league of opportunity and when I was with that spring league uh, uh, in, in 2019 I, I felt like it was the purest form of coaching mm -hmm. you're able to you know we got in that first team meeting room and you saw guys that were hungry, right. notebooks, pencils, like they wanted my knowledge. They yeah. wanted the knowledge. How do you get there? Yeah. How do you play 12 years in the league? <laughs> and they just need a chance, right? Yep. So it was endearing to me. I just, it was something to me that really stood out. I was like, wow, this is great. You know, this is where you can really help someone reach the pinnacle. And if they don't, at least they know at the end of the day, you have their best opportunity. And that's what the XFL is all about. So when I got that call and uh, got to sit in front of ownership and, and share my vision, it was in line. It was in line that's with right. one of the, what they Want for one of the head coaches in the league. Mm -hmm. And being in St. Louis, I mean, trust me, deep down inside, being in Florida, <laughs> you know, Orlando, the team that's great, but uh, St. Louis is where it's at. This right. is where the fan base is. Indeed. This is where the excitement was. <laughs> and, I mean, the videos that I saw when I watched the, the team play in 2020, a ton of excitement. Yeah. Well, take us through that process because you get 
the word that you're going to be a head coach. You said you knew St. Louis was a great place. You played here for a bit, so you understand the fan base here and the passion for sports. But how did you get connected to St. Louis? Was it something that you advocated for, or did they suggest it to you? How did that pairing eventually come to be? Yeah, you know, I think there was a couple locations, obviously, logistically, you know, northeast with D.C. I'm from that area, living down in Florida, and then obviously having some roots a little bit in the St. Louis area. Won the best team in 2008 when I was here. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I still have... Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I have a ton of relationship. You know, Big O, Tory, uh, Kurt, Mark Bolger, my former high school team. I mean, these guys, I, I... these guys are my friends, you know, and, and I just remember my time here play, as a player. It was a, a family-oriented community. I love the fan base. We loved living here. And uh, it just struck a chord. And, and quite frankly, I wanted to be where, you know, the excitement was. And, and, and listen, when it starts with the XFL, to me, it's, the, it's, it's St. Louis because that team really led the charge on just kind of creating an atmosphere that was great for the players, which I think is important. You know it better than that. If you're, you know, if you're not playing in front of fans, the players can only get so that right. playing in front of fans in scenarios and situations, mm-hmm. all that stuff's going to make them better. You're going to find out if they can raise up or raise down. So uh, I just thought that this was a spot for me. And, you know, my son uh, just committed to Iowa State, so he's out of the house. My daughter will be a senior. Yeah, yeah she, awesome. she's on the, she's out of, she'll be out of the house soon. So me and my wife, I'm like, hey, listen, like, you know, hopefully the league's talking about this, you know, putting me at the St. Louis location. What do you think? She's like, let's go. You know, she loved her time here as well. So uh, can't wait to play here. Can't wait to walk out of the tunnel that first game. But we do have a lot of preparation to do. Uh, there is a lot of time, but there's not. You know, we have to find the players, the right players, and the quarterback, offensive line, all those things. I got some names for you. I, yeah, I, I well, can... that's good because <laughs> I knew that list. Everybody I've been bumping into has got names. I know names, a bunch of people, people got people, some but, names. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, but uh, again, it's it's, it's going to be a great opportunity. We had our showcases uh, over the last uh, two months and got to see a lot of guys that you know are still hungry and passionate about the game. Thirteen hundred players that are still trying to yeah. find their way in the league, and then you got the preseason players yeah. that are going to get that uh, cut from the NFL that, of course, those are the guys we're going to try to bring in right. and, and build that relationship. Now, Coach, I, I coach high school football, and for me, as a head coach, one of the toughest things for me to do was find other coaches. You know, we have a window where you're like 2 to two to 5 p.m. where I got to find. Usually that's when people are working. So no I know you don't have that same issue as far as time frame, but how has the coaching search been going for you and, and adding assistance and adding – because we know as a head coach, your job, but the, the, the value of your assistant coaches weighs heavily on, on what you do offensively, defensively, and special teams. Well, you know, Kerry, when we play, we build a lot of relationships. I was – all about relationships, building those relationships. I mean, I I remember when I started the idea of like, I got to be a part of the XFL. I started putting down names. Mm-hmm. And I was writing names, former coaches, players that I knew that were coaches. And that list became 50 people. And then once my name dropped as the head coach, then that's when you yeah, start getting the yeah. calls, right? <laughs> I didn't get a call from you to ask the coach. I, I, if I knew, I think that could have been something. But I'm here right hey, now. Hey, you right from us. Honestly, I don't need a resume from you. I know what I'm doing. But, so, uh... I think uh, for me, it was really the, the tough part was narrowing it down. Right. You can only pick 10, and there's a lot of great coaches out there. And uh, my staff is complete. Okay. Um, obviously, the offensive coordinator, Bruce Grakowski, played here for a ah, second. Bruce. But uh, yeah, you, you know yeah, Bruce. Bruce, uh, okay. Bruce has uh, <laughs> you know, uh, been a backup quarterback, played, played in some games over his career. But, uh, you know. 
the systems he's been around is, is yeah. what's important, and uh, he's great. He's got great enthusiasm. He's going to be great for our team. Donnie uh, Abraham is our defensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, played with the Buccaneers, um, was in that game. Obviously, at, uh, what was that an NFC championship game here back in uh, 90, was it 98 or 99? 99. And then, um, and then the rest of my staff, we, we'll announce those guys, but I think uh, the fans will be excited about some of the coaches. That's awesome. And uh, it's really about getting the best guys. I feel like I did. And that's going to be important. I owe it to the players to have the best coaches that I can possibly find. And these guys are great teachers. They're great communicators. And uh, there's some familiar names I think people are going to embrace. And uh, I'm excited. I was just in Canton for Coach Vermeil's Hall of Fame induction Absolutely, ceremony. Yeah. And I will confirm that there are some names being thrown around that's going to be Uh-oh. on the staff yeah. that people Don't are going to be. I would never <laughs> leak it. Yeah, I would never leak right. it. Adam Schefter, we got to get these out first. I will never steal your thunder, but people are going to be very excited. Yeah, um, well, no, you're right. I, I, th- I think, uh, you know, obviously Coach Vermeil, I've met him several times. Uh, just outstanding. Obviously, I'm from Philadelphia, born and raised when he was there with the Eagles. Obviously, that's uh, a key time when I was a kid. Um, and then also, you know, Mike Martz. Mike Martz, I mentioned him. I believe he's back in the area now. And uh, I love Coach Martz. I mean, you know, uh, he, fantastic career. But for me, getting to meet him, didn't know him at all, really, uh, from a coach-player situation when I was in the league. We just knew of each other. But, um, you know, brought me on board to some of the things he was doing the NFLPA Collegiate All-Star Game and got to you know, kind of get with him and meet a, a bunch of his staff guys and just learn. I mean, just learn the head coaching stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the football stuff it works yeah. itself out. <laughs> it's the other nine or ten things yeah. that come on your, your plate that are important. But, I you know, I feel like I can delegate that stuff. That, mm-hmm. That's just something for me, uh, you know, it's kind of been a part of what I've been doing. You know, I've been working with the NFL, the Legends community, the trust, helping guys transition, just trying to be a mentor to players, you know, leaving the NFL and getting into the real life. And it's an important part of, uh, you know, that transition process. So I think everything I've done in my career, a little bit of coaching, playing a long time, building relationships, the media, you know, 10 years in the media, uh, you know, seven and a half with ESPN calling college football. Just it allowed me to kind of touch and engage a lot of different situations. And and obviously being in St. Louis now is super exciting. So, Coach, how many times a day do people tweet you asking you what the name of the team oh, is yeah. going oh, to that be? That was going to be my question. All right, we, we do, because as you said, St. Louis had a had a huge backing here. Yeah, there was yeah. an emotional there was, connection. There was an, there, and if you ever went to a to a to that team, yeah. you went to that game. No doubt. You knew you knew where you were because of the calls that were in the stadium. So <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I just I, imagine you, you're getting that a lot. I, I probably say five or six times a day <laughs> on my Facebook page, my Instagram, DM, all this stuff, Twitter. I mean, listen, the fan base is passionate, right? I mean, they love the Battle Hawks name. They yes. love the the call, call, all that stuff. I mean, that that stuff is important to them. I, I'll say this. Obviously, I'm not dropping any announcements today, and, and, and that'll be determined. It'll be out uh, sh- shortly. We'll all know what that is, but the league is is going to do the best thing for all the teams. And, you know, whether it's tweaking some names for some cities, not tweaking some names, keeping the same name, they know what's important, and they know what sells. So, uh, you know, I'll keep it at that. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited about the name drop when we have that uh, date set and the fans can kind of get excited about it, and I think everybody's going to be happy. Coach, can you speak to how the 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 process works for the XFL draft and and getting new players to come in? What is what is the process for all of that? You know, you, everybody got to add you know a full roster of players. I don't know how many players you get. You can speak to that as well. But uh, how does that whole process work? Yeah, so I believe it's going to be about sixty six uh, total coming out from the draft. We'll okay. have in training camp, and then we'll have fifty for our roster. Um, you know. 
we had these showcases. So we had uh, six showcases over the last two months, two and a half months, and we saw 1,300 players, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, look, you know, all ages. I mean, you're talking about fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the colleges that I saw some of these guys that were really key players for those schools, I I had never heard of. I mean, we have really gone through the depths to at least give these, these guys eyeballs in front of them and give them a chance whether it's just that moment in time it's always hard you know in one day to to kind of yeah. scrum through all yeah. the guys and see who's good but you know we'll, we'll check mark some guys we'll we'll earmark some and then we'll go back and watch some film some of them we can't even get the film you got to go to youtube or yeah. wherever i mean that's where you gotta <laughs> yeah. find this stuff to get these players uh films but i, I probably I, and you talked about you know the fans asking about it, i probably get at least 30 players daily i was gonna ask that yeah. sending me videos <laughs> wow. emails I mean, they only a few have found my number, so that's at least my phone's not blowing up. But if they got agents, obviously they're hitting me up. But I think it's great. I, I try to look at as many guys as possible because you know this is about opportunity. This is about getting players an opportunity to to kind of showcase what they did. And there's a lot of players in the NFL that that played small school and then that have success. So right. uh, after that process, we'll kind of narrow that down. I think we have uh, you know a couple hundred in our draft pool, and then of course we have these players now. We're waiting to uh, get released in the preseason mm-hmm. from the NFL. That's another 600-plus players. Those are the guys that, okay, scouts, the league, obviously having the league, they feel like those are the next crop of guys. Right. And those are the guys primarily we want to give the chance to uh, to make these football teams. And, of course, the draft will be in mid-November. We have the yeah November 16th, I believe. So, uh, listen, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, we have to you know go through a lot of players, but... Um, Quarterback has to be set. That's important. We got to get that line, and we're working on those things. And then, obviously, there's a ton of skilled talent out yeah. there. We just got to find the best guys. So many exciting things coming down the pipeline for the XFL team, including the name, the players that are going to be playing for the XFL team here in St. Louis, revealing the entirety of the coaching staff. The draft is on November 16th. But right now, people are, are already texting into the Air Comfort Service text line, 65780. How can I get involved? I'm so excited. There's a caca being thrown around here and there. <laughs> Everything is at XFL.com. There's a great fan hub called The Huddle. Be sure to check that out, and you can register now for tickets again at XFL.com. And be sure to follow Coach on social media, especially on Twitter, at Anthony underscore Becht. That's B-E-C-H-T. He's got great content that he's pushing out all the time, keeping you updated on the latest with the XFL and your St. Louis team. And Coach, I saw when you landed last night, you put out a little video saying you needed some recommendations on what to do in St. Louis. And I got a lot of them. You know, there, there's some obvious some flashback when I was here because obviously I'm a food guy, so you know, hitting the hill was an area that I went quite frequently uh, as a player. But uh, yeah, no, I love it. I, I love engaging with the fans. It's important. You know, it's a different league, right? I mean, this is especially in St. Louis. I feel like this fan base has really been good on social. I've tried to get back as many fans as I could, but yeah, they got anything for me? Any tips or questions or anything? I'll definitely check it out. I usually thumb about an hour and just kind of check out what's going on. But uh, social media is a way to connect, and you know, doesn't matter how many followers you have. Man, I'm, I, don't, I treat everybody equal. That, that's you, the best you, thing. But we do need. Hey, the, I want to thank the fan base. The tickets deposits have been awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew they were strong in 2020. But let's keep it going. You know, I, my hashtag is fill the top. I want to oh, yes, get the top. Yes, I want to yes. get that full. And then that's asking a lot. But hey, I, I'm going to put pressure on the fans, and I get it. 
it. The fans want a product. Yeah. I'm going to deliver a product. So I'll hold my end of the bargain. I want them at the stadium, so it'll be it'll be good. I can't wait to see you them. Know, I don't think it's asking too much. As we were talking off air, uh, prior to the shutdown of everything, they were prepared to open the top up because the, the fan base here was so excited for, for the Battle Hawks and what they were doing and the product that was on the field uh, and how much St. Louis just craves football at this point. Rams been gone for a long time. The Battle Hawks showed up, and now you know the XFL is back. Hopefully, yeah. we still have the same name. That I, I'm gonna. <laughs> that's me speaking. I won't put that on you, Anthony. Uh, but that is going to be so fun and so much. You know, as we, the players just enjoy having fans there, having a crowd there. The noise that is is associated with it, and, no and defensively, how much it helps Absolutely. you versus opposing offenses. Yeah, I mean that's key, right? I mean, yeah. look, we're gonna have speakers all over uh, our f- practice fields. We are gonna be in Dallas, uh, the Dallas area for our hub. We'll be practicing there uh, on a day-to-day basis and of course we'll come up and play in the cities uh, whatever team will be going to the different places but uh, yeah it's going to be great. I, I think it's it's going to put a, a lot of pressure on players to kind of rise up to the level of competition. Uh, sound is, uh, is something that's big. I mean every mm-hmm. stadium in the NFL is full, right? So you got to learn how to do that. That's a big part of the process where guys on the practice squad in the NFL don't get that, right? right. They get to do drills, they get to work and, and hone in their skills but they never get out there to play in an environment that's similar to the guys that are doing it at the highest level. So this is where you want to be, and obviously you're right. When we come in and we have teams coming – when we're on defense, we got to make sure this is the gotta loudest loud. place. Yeah, I mean, St. Louis, you got to be loud. Saint Louis really, yeah, she couldn't hear. So that's, that's already good to know already that yeah. it was that loud. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be big. Yeah, they put me on the X, which was in the, the one corner of the dome, and it was right by a place called the Hawk's Nest, where, oh, yeah, yeah. where the loudest and most passionate Battle Hawk fans were. And they would be telling me in the booth that I was going to interview somebody, and I was like, huh, I can't hear. <laughs> Everyone's going crazy. But it, it was a great time. You're going to love having it at the dome. And I echo Carrie's sentiments. I don't think it's going to be a problem to fill the top. Not at all. Awesome. Uh, Anthony Beck, <laughs> your XFL head coach, joining us here in studio here on 101 ESPN. And, and you mentioned, Coach, that all of the teams are going to be based in Dallas, which yeah. is unique for the league. But what's that going to be like? I know, I know you have to experience it still, but having the opposition and yeah. the other coaches and the other players be in the same environment, that's going to be pretty special. Well, you know, I, I think the names, you know the names that are the coaches. Uh, you know, there's a good mix of, you know, premier head coaches, guys that are former or, or our Hall of Fame players, former players, and we get along great. I mean, look, we're we're here because you know we understand the what this league is all about, and we're trying to grow the league. It's important for long term success. It's important to earn. Uh, ownership to to have the XFL you know be around for a long time and uh, I think they got really the best the best coaches that they can get for those circumstances uh, but yeah it's 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 going to be two teams to a facility so myself uh, and uh, Reggie Coach Barlow who's with the DC team will will practice at the same facility uh, in the Arlington area and uh, it's great I mean it'll be a way that we can kind of practice against each other when we have to we'll obviously have parts of the day we'll we'll be doing our own thing we'll, we'll really never cross paths until we have some of those scrimmages but mm-hmm. it is you know having the best people the best trainers everything kind of hubbed in the same spot it's it's easier and in particular when players come in and out there's no you know not a lot of different places they can go we can kind of keep everybody intact in the same areas so i think it makes a lot of sense and of course on the business side economically you got to do it right i think the number one thing is we're going to be in the cities playing the games and that's going to be the most important thing we're going to be able to build something with the fan base uh, the fan base can get excited about a team every single week and uh, that's what's going to be be great, but uh, I think the hub idea is, is a good start to get the league off the ground. 
Anthony, I want to switch gears just briefly and talk about your alma mater, West yeah. Virginia. Uh, you all pretty much were, were the start of this conference realignment some years back, <laughs> in, in my opinion. And now it's kind of going haywire. What did you think about when West Virginia made that move? And, and what do you think of all the movement that's taking place uh, that's been taking place the last couple of years? Well, they had to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to get into a power power five conference. And, uh, you know, when the Big East broke up, it was kind of like, where are these teams going to go? And you saw a lot of those teams like the BCs, the Miamis, uh, go to the ACC. And that was probably where you wanted to go mm-hmm. because that's you know being a mid-Atlantic school but uh, they jumped into the Big 12 I you know I think it's been kind of embraced uh, a little bit across the board I mean it's you know you're playing big time football uh, you know Probably from a recruiting recruiting standpoint, it kind of takes you away from those regions. Yeah. I do love the rivalry games. You know, I'm glad that West Virginia's open up with Pitt uh, September that Thursday of first week of September for the season. So that's a rivalry to be come back. <laughs> and that was really all we talked about when I was getting recruited and went took my visit to West Virginia. But uh, yeah, it's you know, look, realignment. It is what it is. I mean, it's a money business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're still going to get the the big games, but you won't necessarily get those rivalry. And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of old school fans that love the rivalries. Yeah. I do as well. Uh, it's important, but I mean, at the end of the day, you, you see how this thing's kind of phasing into maybe these super conferences, right. and that's what it's just going to be. So, you know, what it's going to allow these teams is they're going to have to play the best every single week. Every so week. your schedule doesn't get any easier. Uh, you know, some of the, the group of five schools won't have those opportunities to, to play some of those big schools as it leads into those big conferences. But, uh, you know, at the end, of it, it's all about dollars. As long as they continue to take care of the players. And the NCAA obviously probably hasn't been the most proactive over the years. And it's a lot of other things. Yeah. The the, um, the 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 heads of the conferences are the ones that are pushing these things because they see what it's kind of building into. And then you have the NIL situation, how that works, and the complexities of just keeping that kind of grounded so these players don't go off. And I worry about that too because, mm-hmm. you know, you're throwing a kid two hundred fifty, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. A lot of money. And, you know, listen, we know that some of the top high school players that came and played when we we're at school didn't necessarily yes. pan out to be the best yes. players on the team. And and those are the investments and in, in alumni takes takes uh in, in front of, but uh, you know it is a changing game, and I think everybody has to evolve. But you know it's still exciting. College football is great, and look, I do have to take a sabbatical from West Virginia for five years <laughs> until my son is done at Iowa State. There you go. Yeah, once that happens, and then once that happens, I'll, I'll jump back on board. But I always have, you know, there's a love. I, matter of fact, Coach Brown texted me the other day and uh, and uh, wished me luck and and stuff like that. But uh, it, it's it was that was a place where I got my opportunity. Right, mm-hmm. nobody wanted me. It's my only scholarship. Turned it into something great and that's kind of what the xfl is about too that's awesome anthony back the head coach of your st louis xfl team joining us here in the studio with carrie davis and michelle smallman here on 101 espn and coach there's obviously a lot of milestones still to come as you build this team and which is exciting because you get to put your fingerprints on it and build it from the ground up and the identity of the team will probably take shape once you get yeah. some of your players there but you seem to have a very clear vision what do you want the culture to be like around an anthony backed football team well you know listen i I was a little old school as a player. You know, Kerry was talking about how there were some guys in the league just super talented, uber talented. There's the guys that honed into the details, the guys that understood the small things. And uh, quite frankly, the only way these guys are going to make it at the highest level is taking care of those small things, the details, the little things that it takes to get you over the hump. And, you know, I want to make that impression to them. I want to make sure that, you know, they trust me and they understand I have their back, but there's an accountability day to day that they have to go through. And, and, and really, there's a price to pay. So, uh, you know, we're going to have fun, number one. I think it's that. That's important. This is not the NFL. We're not. We're not trying to, to do it the same way the NFL does. But you know, I think about the the staff that I got together. The way we're going to teach things. You know, we want to be as dynamic as an offense and defense as we can, but we do have to make it 
kind of condensed. We have to keep it simplified because we got to be able to maximize the the skill set of the players on the field. And we don't have a lot of time to get things in. So we're constantly Bruce and and the staff and myself constantly think, okay, how do we make it simpler? How do we you know less words in the in the play call, but still be you know able to do the things? And of course, our offense as we're building it, will be dictated on the personnel that we have. You know, we always go into a game and we think the old 50-50, right, run, pass. But, you know, listen, that's not going to hold us back to what we need to do. If we can throw a ton and be explosive down the field, we have those kind of guys, we'll do it. But, uh, you know, we want to be exciting. Some of the rules that we'll have, obviously, will keep the game exciting. It'll be more NFL-based rules, but we'll have some certain things, extra points, things of that nature that will be exciting. The overtime situation, those rules will come out and get announced as well over the next couple months as we uh, get the league going but uh yeah i mean you know i just want my team to understand that you know if if you want to get to the pinnacle if you want to get to the highest spot you have there's something about your game right now whether it's you haven't got enough reps or you know uh, what you're doing on the field the way you're doing things has to be tweaked and if you don't do those things then you're always you're going to be an xfl for yeah. life is that's not the goal we want to try to get i want a new team every year because i want these guys to move on to whatever it is yeah. and uh you know we're not going to say it's a developmental league but quite frankly our best players are going to go to the nfl that's just mm-hmm. what it is and, and that'd be a great accomplishment so if we can do that that'd be good but uh you know those are the small things that i'm, I'm expecting for my team and and it's it's my job to find ways to get that done Coach, I think one of the things that, um, you know, as, as an XFL player, and, and I was a practice squad guy for, for a few years, uh, one of the things you learn is it's just about that opportunity and, and getting that opportunity to be seen, to understand and, and, and be a part of it. How important is it for you, for those guys, as you said, you hope they are going to the next next level and you're able to, well, not the next level, but going to the yeah. NFL. How important is it for you to, to be able to send those guys to draft them, you know, evaluate, draft them, and, and develop them so that they can get to the next level? Man, I'll tell you, what a dream, right? I mean, uh, you know, that's all these these guys think about. I mean, it's just, you know, they feel like, you know, they're, they're, when I was telling them, they're reaching out to me and sending me their videos and like, I'm the guy, I can make it, I've been yeah. overlooked. And, yeah. And it's tough. Again, you know, like just like pitch, uh, picking 10 coaches on a coaching staff over the hundreds of people that have reached out to me, you know, when you see 1,300 guys in a showcase and then you have another 600 uh, players coming from the preseason, mm-hmm. it's like, who are those guys that you, you want to pull? And, and, you know, you want the best guys, but mm-hmm. also there's a development part where you're like, well, this guy just needs a little bit of coaching here or there, and we can help this guy. Like, he's got the, he's got the tangible stuff, but it's the other things, maybe his knowledge, his football IQ, whatever that may be to help them kind of reach and, and take it to the next step. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest gratifica- gratification point for me is when I was with the AAF, all my tight ends got invited to a training camp. Uh-huh. And I just knew that, you know, a couple of them lasted, a couple of them at least they got their chance and they knew, and they if they didn't make it, they moved on. But to have that chance just to show themselves – I mean, that, that that would be awesome. So every one of my guys, I'm going to try to give them the opportunity to do that, and, and hopefully we can get as many players as we can on my team and really the rest of the league an opportunity to showcase their skills. Well, this has been so wonderful. Coach, we could do this all morning long. I but appreciate I know it. That you, have a, you, <laughs> you can stick around if you want. Uh, we, yeah. I know he has a pet media full schedule. Yeah, yeah, full schedule. He's got to go. But well, thank, we kicked off with you guys, yes, which is important, right? We appreciate that so much. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Be sure to follow Coach on social media at Anthony underscore Becht. And again, XFL.com. You can register for tickets now and check out the huddle on XFL.com. It's the place for all of your fan needs. Name TBD for the team. But so many exciting things to come. And Anthony Becht is going to keep you plugged in on social media so be sure to follow him again and coach thank you so much again for the time thank it was you. awesome great being here michelle carrie my guy man great it's good you, good i heard your name today man it's great <laughs> to see you. i'm glad you're doing so many successful thank things you. as well in the area hi this is chris howard host of plugged in with chris howard 
The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Looking for something to do this weekend? Vivid Seats has tickets to sports, concerts, comedy, and theater, all at great prices with a 100% buyer guarantee. Visit vividseats.com or download the app and use 10Ticket for $10 off your first $100 purchase.